Hey, lovebirds. Another podcast where there is no guest. No free love advice, just me talking to you. Let's call this segment Heart to Heart. And let's talk about needs, which I've talked about before. And there really isn't too much that we can say about needs because all your needs are valid. Every single one of them. Valid. And you're responsible for having them met. Which means that you need to know what they are. Because if you don't know what they are, how can anybody else? And if you don't know what they are, how can you communicate them to somebody who's in a position to perhaps meet them? Sometimes I ask people, what do they want or what do they need? And they say, I don't know. They don't know. Because they haven't cultivated the awareness the sensitivity, the introspection required to answer that question. So I'm going to ask you, what do you need to feel safer, more fulfilled, more loved, more seen, heard, felt in your life? in your relationships, in your work? What do you need? What is not being met? Is it connection? Is it closeness? Is it attention? More sex? More text messages? More phone calls? More quality time with loved ones? More presence from your beloved? your partner. More respect and kindness from the people you're going on dates with. More responsibility at work. Less judgment. Less shaming. More constructive criticism. Less destructive criticism. More love. Do you need more love? And if you answer yes to that, What does that mean? A few weeks ago, there was a podcast on dumbing down your needs. How can you make your needs easily communicative? Communicable? How can you break your needs down in a way that you can ask for them to be met in a way that is easy for other people to meet you or to meet them? How can you break them up into little bits? And how can you spread the load of those needs so that all of your needs don't have to be met by one person? Because when you do that, you place undue pressure on that one person to meet all your needs. And sometimes their needs conflict with your needs. And that's perfectly fine. That's normal. That's part of relationship. So you need to spend some time 
meditating, marinating, sitting with. What is not being met in your life? Because what happens when you don't have your needs met is that often you soothe or try to fill the void with other things. Drugs, alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, food, sex, social media, internet distractions, binge-watching Netflix, sleeping in, going to bed too late. You find something to meet the need. And that's fine. Sometimes the best we can do is eat pizza and ice cream when we're feeling really sad or depressed or grieving. That's the best we can do, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't start beating yourself up about the fact that you ate some pizza and some ice cream because you were sad. Just accept the fact that you are trying to meet a need with pizza and ice cream that really can't be met with pizza and ice cream. So what you're doing is you're you're sort of pushing the need away or temporarily masking it. And that's okay. It's part of being human. It really is. What are your needs? Once you've identified your needs, it's time to start figuring out ways of getting them met. How can people meet your needs? Or how can you meet your needs? It's time to start asking for what you need and what you want. It's time to start advocating for your needs and your desires. Because if you don't advocate for yourself, who will? Nobody. Because nobody knows what you need and what's going on inside. Because guess what? Your needs change all the time. So you can tell one person, this is what I need. And, and that might be true that one time. And it might be true for months. And then it might cease to be true. You have to learn to ask for what you need. Nobody will give it to you unless you ask for it. And even then, they might not give it to you. But that's okay. Because you've asked. Which means you know how to do it, which means you can replicate it. And you can do it again, or to different people, or in different ways. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. The more you talk about your needs, the more you identify what they are, the more familiar you get with your needs and how they might be met in a variety of different ways. Asking your partner to be more present, it's good. It's great. It's great if your partner says, I would love to be more present. What does that mean for you? Oh, well, it means uh, not being on your phone while we're having dinner and asking me about my day. And when I talk about my emotions, not to fix them, but to just be present for them and, and hold them, hold space. So you can ask for your partner to be more present, or you can ask for your partner to not use their phone at the dinner table when you're having dinner, when you're connecting. You see the difference? When I mean dumb them down, I mean be more specific. And also know that when you ask for your needs to be met, some people will not be able to meet them. Perhaps your partner will say, you know what? I really want to check the game scores while I eat dinner. And that's really important to me. 
So I can't meet your need of not playing with my phone while having dinner. Is there another way that I can be more present with you while still meeting my needs of checking the game? I'm guessing that's something that people do. I don't know. I don't watch sports, but I'm guessing people that watch sports want to check the game, if not watch the game. And it's important to recognize that someone saying no to your needs does not mean they're saying no to you. They're just saying no to this particular request. You know, in this example, to not play on their phone. They're saying no. They're not saying, no, I don't like you. No, I don't respect you. They're just saying that that's not a need that I can meet. And it's okay. Then you have more information. You get to decide how important this is for you. Maybe it's very important and it becomes a deal breaker. And you have some more conversations about it. And if nothing changes, then you can make a decision as to whether this is a kind of relationship that you want to continue to be in and to co-create and to invest in. I can't tell you whether that's a yes or a no. But I can tell you that you need to learn and to find the courage required to have these conversations to get curious about your needs, to find a variety of ways of having them met, and to ask for them to be met. There are a variety of ways for you to ask for how people can meet your needs. And one of them is very classic, and I don't think it's very effective. When you say, I need you to empty the dishwasher, Check in with me via text after we have sex. Don't play on your phone while we're having dinner. When you say, I need you to, there's a good chance that the other person, the receiver, is going to feel defensive. Because I need you to is a demand. It's a demand. And demands are hard to meet. They back people into a corner. And people don't like to be backed into corners. I like to say, I would love it if. It'd make me so happy if. I'd feel so much more connected if you took out the trash. You didn't play on your phone. You texted me after we have sex. I'd love it if you texted me after we have sex to check in. It would make me feel so much more connected to you. I already feel connected, but I would feel even more connected. I'd love it if you didn't play on your phone while we had dinner. I'd be able to enjoy your presence because your presence really means a lot to me. I'd love it if... Instead of, I need you too. Do you see the difference? The benefit of I need you to isn't clear. It's not clear what happens when I do what you need me to do. It's really clear what happens when I do what you would love me to do. It's going to bring you love and connection, closeness. And that's huge. And I can imagine that for some of you, this is going to be really, 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 really hard because you're not used to asking for what you need. 
Maybe because you're a people pleaser. And if that's the case, it's time to change and to place the focus on yourself first so that you can care for others better. People pleasers are great. They're great people. They love so much. They want to please so much that they're willing to do it above their own wellness and their own needs. And that has to change because you are useless to others if you do not care for yourself. Really. You're useless to others if you're not taking care of yourself. And there's nothing selfish about that. Nothing. Nothing selfish. You are number one and you must care for number one so that you can care for others. I really need to be clear about that. We care for ourselves so that we can care for others. That's why you should never feel bad about saying no to something that you don't want to do because you're prioritizing number one so that you can care for others. And you should never feel bad about asking for what you need because having those needs met is paramount to your well-being. It will lead to more love, more acceptance, more compassion, more respect for yourself and others. It's time to stop playing small. It really is. And to start taking the type of space that you deserve. And to start building the kind of life that you deserve and that you are proud of. And that starts with your needs and your desires. Start with the needs. The needs have to be met. Once the needs are met, then you can start playing with your desires. What do I really want? What would really bring me to the next level? How can I be even more fulfilled in this sex life, in this love life, in my work life? Get the needs sorted out first, then work on the desires. The invitation is to dare to take whatever baby step you need to take to make this happen. Whether it's talking to a friend or to your partner or to the person that you're dating or to your boss and sharing with them a need that's being unmet that could easily be met. I would love it if I could do this. You could do this. It would bring me so much blank. Joy, happiness, fulfillment. Speaking of needs, if you're in Montreal or around Montreal in February, I'm doing a whole conference on this. I've been invited to an event called the Magic Moon. It's a four or five hour self-development meditation event. And I will spend an hour talking about the importance of needs. And we're going to go through a four-step process on how to identify and ask for and deal with the rejection around needs. So if you're in Montreal, February 23rd, Magic Moon, c'est en français. Pour tout le monde qui parle français, ça va être en français. And it's going to be my first live event of 
that size, so 100 to 200 people. And I'm a little scared and very excited. Mm, There's a link in the show notes for this episode if you'd like to join us. And I hope you do. And for everybody else, have a beautiful week and get those needs met.